Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Today we have Adam, AAA Adams, as a guest. Thank you for being on the show, Adam. I really appreciate you having me, Whitney. Adam started investing in real estate in 2005 after repositioning his first apartment community in 2007 from $2 million value to $4 million value in 12 months as a property manager, Adam bought his first multifamily apartment building. Since then, Adam has managed several single-family fix and flips and holds over 100 multifamily rental doors. Adam is the organizer of Colorado's most active real estate group, and he holds hosts. He is the host of the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Adam has been a guest on countless popular podcasts, including the Best Ever Show, Investor Army, and the Investability Podcast. Adam, can you give us a little more about your background and how you got started in the real estate syndication business? Yes. And as of today, I'm going to change out one of those podcasts. I'm going to switch it out for the real estate syndication show. Incredible. Uh, I'm really proud to be on. So thank you, Whitney. Um, you and I met at the Best Ever Conference, and I'm so glad that I went there. There was there was you and actually a bunch of other really great active guys and girls at that conference. So I uh, definitely would recommend to the listeners. And I'm not a part of it. I don't make any dimes from it. But you guys should all definitely go to the Best Ever Conference. Other uh, background on me that uh, wasn't talked about. I'm from Utah. Um, and yeah, I have done all sorts of types of different deals and now I'm just focused on multifamily syndications. It's not just me. I've got a team uh, there's eight people, uh, six of them in the office all day, every day. And our only focus is to bring value to other people in syndications. Cool. Well, Adam, you being in this business and multifamily syndication, I would really like for you to lay out just exactly what real estate syndication is just your definition for somebody that has never heard of that before. I get the question all the time and I would like for you to just lay out maybe what you tell someone or how you explain that. Absolutely. So I don't know the dictionary definition of real estate syndication, but in my own opinion, what you're asking is what, how do I define it? Yes. And I just say, I'm really just a real estate entrepreneur and I focus on an asset class that I think is safer than others and I bring in partners. So I look for incredible deals, deals that not everybody can find, especially those people who are just passive investors and they want to be able to put their money to work and, and make some good money. So what my company does is we focus on finding that deal. Later, we'll manage that deal. Um, we'll make sure to sign on the documents for the deal. But the money that goes into the deal is coming from a lot of other people. So that's the syndication where you're bringing synergy, a group of people to do something that you couldn't otherwise do on your own. The passives, they get somebody else to be able to manage the project, find the project, and they can still make good money. And on the operating side, my side, we are able to do all of the stuff we're really, really good at and then bring value to other people. That's great. And when you say passive, uh, passives, I just want to clarify, you're talking about passive investors, people who don't have their hands into the deal. They're not doing the management, taking the calls. You all are handling all that as the operators. Yep. And th so they are equity owners. They own equity. They're not just putting a loan 
onto the property, uh, but they don't have to take a tenant or a toilet call. Incredible. So why syndication? Why not flipping or wholesaling or buying single family homes? I, I know you have experience in that. So why syndication? Yeah, really good question. Yeah, I have tried about everything. I've tried tax liens. I've tried tax deeds. I've done land. I've done single family fix and flips, condo fix and flips, multifamily fix and flips. And I just find the most value, the the easiest. So, so it's like, just think of a river. You can either swim upstream or you can swim downstream. And I swam upstream and tried to do fix and flips for years and years. And, you know, I got stronger from going against the current and I learned a lot, but um, I realized that you can turn around and go the other direction and everything just kind of flows with you. It makes it easier. So syndication, I do because it seems like all the cards are in your favor. Hmm. Now you're part of a, a larger team, correct? Or are you doing this all on your own? Yeah, there's eight of us, uh, six full-time in the office. And then we have just a money part, just a liquidity partner, a millionaire who just signs on things with us. And he doesn't have to be in the office all day, every day. And then an acquisitions person that finds us some really good deals. And when they do find the deal, they are in on that deal. Uh, but there's there are six of us. I could never do this on my own. Mm. I work already you know, at least a full-time job personally. This is entrepreneurship, you know, and, and as a entrepreneur, like in the beginning stages of growing a big business, we spend a lot of time and effort all day, every day, making sure that we're setting up the best systems and finding the best deals for other people. Incredible. So you have, you have recently become an expert in, and a known expert. I hear lots of people talk about your ability to create meetups and your success at that. And so also recently you've done, you've done a deal. Uh, I've seen a great webinar that your company put on and uh, about this deal, talking about an 83 unit deal that you all just closed on. And maybe we can go into some details about that deal, what that looked like, and then we'll get into how you raised capital and how you used your, your skill of meetups to, to assist you in that. Great. Yeah. So do you have a specific question for the 83 unit or do you want me to just kind of Go off. Give us a highlight of, of the deal and what that looks like right now. Okay. Number one is uh, it, we found an area that we know is emerging. And so this property is within that area. This is uh, Branson, Missouri. So right now it's becoming one of the top places for retirees to go when they're retiring. You know, there's Florida, there's Texas, there's uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Missouri, Branson, Missouri is among the top, but they have really, really good cost of living. So there's, there's a few things for the area that kind of got us started looking there. And we, can, we could have this whole podcast just on this one market because I love the market. Mm. Um, but at any rate, the historical occupancy of this building is 95%. But for the last six months, it's been at 100%. And that's the consistent with other apartment buildings in the same area. There's just not enough supply for the demand and the demand is increasing. So we're really lucky to own, you know, a piece of, you know, this historical place where there's, people call it like the Christian Vegas, because there is a strip there. And 
the numbers on this, we bought it at a 9.2 cap with zero needed maintenance. Um, CapEx did not be needed. And the reason why is because they actually put $2.5 million into that property just recently before we bought it. And so the seller is motivated. And, you know, when you have a situation where you come in like this, where you've got a motivated seller, uh, they just put two and a half million. A lot of people are saying this deal, could it's too good to be true. But we did everything we needed to underwrite the deal appropriately to do our due diligence. So, you know, we sent ourselves, um, you know, contractors as well as uh, inspectors. We we looked at every square inch of everything. Uh, you know the phase one environmental. We did. We looked at the roof. It was all just brand new. Wow. And so we're really lucky to get such a great deal there. And um, and already we just put out our first because this was closed just a couple months ago. So we just did our first distribution check, and our our numbers are almost double our projections. And wow. So we, we projected a 2% to the investor in one quarter and we actually had 3.5% increase for them in one quarter. So we're, we're really, really happy about how things are going. We kept some of that money in reserves because we want to make sure that over time that nothing comes up. Uh, but so far, we're really, really beating projections. And I think that's one thing for the listener. If your listeners are trying to be syndicators, you always have to give what's called a conservative projection. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to say what I'm saying now is that you kind of had this opportunity to give more to your investors than they ever expected. And you never want to have to say, hey, we thought it was going to be 2%, but really you only made 1% because um, there's just nothing good about that. You're putting the bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. So if you're going to do syndications, be conservative in your underwriting mm. for sure. We could have a whole podcast on underwriting and maybe we can uh, in the future. I would like to, I guess, go earlier in the process and talk about uh, or focus on your how you raised capital for this deal, what that looked like the, and the key thing that helped you raise the capital for the deal. Uh, number one is you probably aren't raising capital the day you get a deal under contract. You've got to start making connections and networking ahead of time. And that way, when you have a deal, you've already got the trust mm. because people are putting 50, 100, or even 250,000 of their hard earned money, which is hopefully just a small portion of their liquidity, uh, which, you know, obviously protect them. But you've got to do something where they actually feel confident in you and your abilities. So you've got to start, number one, by telling everybody what you're doing, uh, being in front of people. And we've done a few things to do that. What is the, what's the number one thing you've done to meet people? Absolutely going to be my own meetups. So there's a lot of people that focus on, hey, I'm going to go to meetups and that's where I'm going to learn these things. Mm. And I think that's great. I, th I think that's a huge first step. And I think that that solves a lot of problems. But imagine yourself, if you went to a meetup because you had a few hundred thousand that you wanted to deploy into other people's deals. Imagine this. If you have a hundred people in the audience and one person up front and the one person up front's been running the group for a year and the hundred people in the audience, you don't really know what their credibility is. 
you're probably going to say between the two, where am I going to put my hundred grand? You're probably going to choose the, the leader, the person who's in front of all, everybody all day, every day. So when you think of that, which is an obvious truth, you now have to reverse engineer the process and say, when I want, if I want people to believe in me, one of the best things that I could do is if I've got time to go to at least one meetup a week, I should just host my own meetup about this, you know, or host my own podcast about the syndication show. Because when you are known as the thought leader that positions you for people to be able to know you better, like you better, and trust you better. And which is obviously the three main things that get people to start putting their money with you. How do I learn to do to put on a meetup like that where I provide great value for investors and attract high net worth people? Ooh, that's a really good question. So for attracting high net worth people uh, specifically, I don't know if I'm the absolute expert on that, but we've got enough people coming to the meetups where I've been able to raise $4.2 million so far just within 18 months. Um, so specifically about attracting high net worth people, I haven't really hacked that honestly all the way, but attracting good people. And there's a lot of people that, you know, have medium amounts of net worth that would really like to be involved in a syndication. And I've been able to attract them and make good friends with them through over this year and a half, almost two years now, um, just by doing consistency. So if you're just talking about, let's back up a little and say, let's just talk about how do you start a meetup group? How do you start a group? Meetup is just meetup.com. That's, that's a platform to host your groups. And it helps a lot because people who are already looking for you are going to find you easier. And that's what I use. But I also go on LinkedIn and I also go on Facebook and set up these events as well. And you can do it on bigger pockets. I haven't done that yet, but I would recommend it to other people. So utilize the platforms that are already out there, allowing people to find you. That's number one. Number two, after you found a way to get out there, you want to just find a way to kind of niche down and attract people to your specific group. And so the way I do that is I actually um, go to all the other groups that are already out there, like every other real estate group, and I, and I see what time of the day are they meeting? What, how much are they charging for these events? Um, you just kind of ask yourself, where are they meeting? When are they meeting? Why are they meeting? How are they meeting? How are they getting people? And you kind of spend the, some time to kind of take notes and see what's working and what's not. What, what is the topic? What are the topics that are working really well and what aren't? And another big thing is if, if all of these other groups are meeting at 6 p.m., you don't want to be just another 6 p.m.er, right. right? So instead, you maybe want to be a Saturday guy or a girl or a, you want to maybe be a lunch club person. So um, first find out, Oh, like check this out. Some people would say, well, they're all of the meetings around me are free. So I've got to be free to compete. And I say, absolutely not. You just have to be different to compete. Great. If you're just an, if you're the 20th free uh, group, then people are going to have a lot of choices, but instead you can reposition yourself and say, I'm, this is the only group where we know that everybody's serious because everybody pays a thousand dollars a year to mm. be here. You know, I can definitely see how that that's going to have a higher expectation uh, for your members. You know, they're going to expect lots of quality content and they're going to be ready to participate 
also. Tell us what day of the week and what time have you found to be the most successful? All right. So um, my first group is called a, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club. It was I called it creative because no other group out there was about creative real estate. So that's my first niche. My second one was becoming the first lunch club. And the what was your other question? You said... What time right. of the day? What day of the what week? Are you doing what, to time, be, what time? And what time have you found then, to be most successful? Our our craziest thing is that we meet every single week. And I wanted to do that. And, and I don't recommend this to every listener. I recommend it if you know you can do it, but it, it's super, super hard to meet every week and have a speaker, mm. a different presentation every week. There's a lot of people that get stressed out putting on one event a month like this and I and I do multiple. So anyway, we meet at lunch. We always have a speaker. I don't let the presenter pitch anything. All these are unique things in my area because all the other groups, they always have a sales pitch. So I made absolute clear that I wasn't going to allow that. A lot of the other groups, not all of them, but a lot of the other groups only present themselves. So they bring everybody to look at them, to look at them. And I said, okay, well, I'm always going to have an expert. So in over 200 events that I've put on so far because I have a few different groups. I've only been the presenter three times total in almost two years. And so, and that is when somebody kind of tells me last minute that they're not going to be able to show up. And I think it's a sneaky thing. Uh, A couple of times I've said, somebody says they can't show up and, and all of a sudden I go, hey, who can feel this? But other times I'm like, hey, it's too short a notice, not going to be able to find anybody. So I'm just going to teach you guys how to do multifamily Mm. today. So um, I think people really appreciate that and they know that they're coming for the right reasons. Another thing that helps a lot is actually telling at the beginning, telling everybody that they have an opportunity to introduce themselves. So I've been to a lot of different meetups and I noticed that I preferred to go back over and over and over to those meetups who allowed me a chance to introduce myself and tell people who I was and where I was from and what I was doing and how I could help them versus the ones where they, it just went right into the presentation. And then actually the networking at the end was harder because you have to go cold for everybody. So I, that was another thing. I just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the only one who does this, blah, 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 blah. Keep going through. And uh, so, yeah, we meet at lunch. It's every single Thursday at noon. Come to Denver. We, you, we're always active. We're always here. And we're always having a really good time with no sales pitches. And I, I think that we've really hacked into the real way to do this. So, Adam puts on a great meetup. Thankfully, when I was in Denver, I was able to, to be at one. And Adam, how much of the capital that you raised for the 83 unit would you say came from your meetups? Okay, so for that specifically, we on the 83, our total raise was 1.3. And probably about a million of that came from the meetup. And it was four days, four four days to get a million from just my meetup. Incredible. And how many meetups are you doing a month? Uh, Right now today, 20, but I am going to scale back in 2019. So we do about 20 events a month. Um, I run something called Colorado Brokers Association, which is two events a month. I run uh, Self-Directed Investors Network, which is one event, one a month. I run Denver Apartment Network, which is one a month. And the creative, I have four creative real estate lunch clubs that are obviously four times a week. So whatever that is, 16 a month. So all wow. in all, it's 20 plus. 
Wow. Tell me, what is the top reason you would say a real estate syndicators fail in the business? Ooh, that is a really good question. So I would say there's two top reasons that they fail. The first one is they're they're failing because they're not gonna they're not believing in themselves. They're not believing that they can do it. They're not putting forth massive action to get it done. So the first failure is is the beginning part of the failure. Um, actually, there's three. The second one is probably a lack of education. They heard somebody like me on a podcast and it made it sound like it was easy. So they thought they didn't have to get educated. So they, they might go and, and successfully raise a couple of million dollars, but then they lose all their investors' money because they weren't adequately uh, educated. And the third reason that I would say is that they're unable to find money or find deals, which is all about marketing. So you mm. have to understand networking, marketing, getting your brand out there, getting yourself out there in front of people. And I think a lot of people lack that because they think of it more as investing and they forget that they are actually an entrepreneur which I, I hope uh, your listeners understand there's a very big distinction. Your passive investors are actually investors, but you are an entrepreneur, you're running a business and you have to be able to market to be able to raise money and network and, and say the right things and be educated so that people will invest passively with you, your company and your deals. So yes. I, think they're, I think they're really poor at raising money. Um, I think they, they think that that's the last thing that they need to do when in actuality, it's probably the first thing they need to do. You definitely taught us a great way or to help us get started in doing that today. But I, I would also like to know the number one thing someone can do right now to improve our real estate syndication business. There's a couple that will probably be huge, but content would be the main one. Content is king. It's not cash is king, right? So putting out content like interviewing other people on a podcast or hosting meetups like I do. The other two ideas that would be huge for your audience is to start presenting and speaking at events. So if nobody's already inviting you, you're going to want to go out there and and ask somebody who's doing big things, hey, can we co-host an event? You speak on this topic and I speak on this topic. I'll bring all of my people, you bring all your people. So being in front of people on a podcast or uh, at meetup groups or putting out content on your social media will probably be the biggest single thing because people start to reach out to you. People start to find you on LinkedIn and say, hey, I, got, I saw your video on this. I want to invest with you. So I, I would say put out more content. Great. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. What is the uh, best way someone can contact you? Yeah. So if, if they want to get more of our content um, on thinking outside the box, they can go to the, uh, what is it? Our podcast. We have a podcast. If they can find yours, they could probably find ours. And that's at our website. Just go to realbluespruce.com and you can find more info on us, our emails, and also our, our own podcast. All right. Great, Adam. Thank you all for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. 
Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.